0: Hey guys, welcome back to Teresa Tells All. I'm your host, Teresa, and today we're going to be getting into ideas for hobbies. I just think that hobbies are a really good way to just occupy your time other than just being on your phone or being on social media, but we'll get into that. First, I wanted to say it would really help out the podcast if you guys could leave a rating and review um, on either Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Because I'm trying to grow this podcast, so if you're feeling so generous, give me a little five stars, you know? It's easy on Spotify, all you do is just tap how many stars you want to do. Guys, today I went to Five Guys, and you know how at Five Guys they have those soda machines where you can get any flavor of Coke or Minute Maid Lemonade or like Fanta you want? I love those so much. I got a cherry vanilla Coke, and it tasted so good. I've never been like a soda person like I've always just like try to cut out like you know like the grams of sugar or whatever like associated with sodas because I feel like it's just like a dessert basically but I've become a soda gal it's just like nice to like have a little beverage in your hand that's why I like Olipops because um they're like supposed to be good for you but even like regular sodas now I'm just like they go hard you know Also, I have a new fave to share with the class. Nicole, if you're listening to this, she's my sister, but she made us get this Nutribullet Mini, and it is so helpful, you guys. If you live in a dorm, you should get one of these if you're making, like, protein smoothies or just, like, matcha. if You need to mix anything up, basically. It's the perfect size to put in your backpack. You can travel with it, and... It's, yeah, it's just, like, a smaller version of a NutriBullet. But I've been making this protein smoothie after I work out. It's, like, banana, protein powder, and some type of milk. And just putting that in the NutriBullet takes, like, a minute to make, and it tastes so good. So, Nicole, thank you for getting that for the family. Yeah, other than that, I have, like, literally no life updates. I last recorded on Monday, I think. Yeah, it's been like four days since I recorded, so I've pretty much done nothing this week. Babysitting has been looking slow. There's like two different families I work for, and none of them emailed me this week, so I was like, okay, I guess I'm not working. But today we're gonna be talking about hobbies, as I said. So I used to not really have any hobbies, and every time on like a job application or like a classroom like get to know you activity it would be like tell me about your hobbies i would just think of like reading kind of and i wouldn't really be able to think of anything but more recently like after quarantine or after i went to college i started getting into getting into more like self-expansion with hobbies so i just thought it would be cool to do an episode of ideas of hobbies if you guys don't have any and it's never too late to try something new or get into something you haven't been into before. And I think it can be a really positive thing. Why do I think hobbies are so important? Okay, so I took this psychology class last semester at college and I'm a psychology major. You have to take like a personal, what's it called? Oh, you have to take a social psychology class. The one I picked was psychology or interpersonal relationships. Which was with like the head of the psychology department, and it turned out to be a really good class because we just basically talked about like the dynamics of relationships, what makes a good relationship, what makes a bad relationship, and like the different psychological theories that go into those dynamics. And one topic that we learned about was the self-expansion model, and this basically discussed how in new relationships, the thing that keeps them interesting is how you're learning new things about the other person, like what's their favorite color, what's their favorite movie, like how they interact with other people, like their life story, stuff like that. And yeah, that's basically what keeps it interesting. Then that stops once you know the other person well. And then after you get to know your partner, then a lot of the time relationship satisfaction goes down because you're just like bored. But We learned about in class, like if you engage in new activity, new and novel activities that can foster self-expansion, then that leads to more relationship satisfaction. So I think that's really important with relationships with other people and not even just like romantic ones, but like with your friends. If you're doing new activities with your friends, especially exciting ones, you get to know new things about them and that can be really cool. But also, even if you're not in a relationship, it's also important just for your relationship with yourself. Because if you think about it, just like you're having friendships that you need to nurture, you also need to nurture that relationship with yourself. And in hobbies, you're learning these new things about yourself and your interests, and you're improving yeah, that relationship with yourself, basically. And another thing I like about hobbies that aren't off your art on, on your phone especially is you're not just like scrolling or like watching a screen for entertainment and that's always a good thing because you know our screen time be like 10 hours during the summer my screen time actually went down because i feel like i'm on facetime less so now it's like three hours a day and i feel like that isn't that bad but a lot of it used to be tiktok but then i deleted tiktok and then i tried to get it back <laughs> And then I realized I didn't know my password. And then I was like, I'm not making a new account. So I guess I'm TikTok clean now. And now I basically just go on Instagram Reels, which is like the same thing except worse. And YouTube Shorts. YouTube Shorts go hard, low-key. If you like one video in a certain topic, you just basically get recommended like all those, all those videos until the end of time. So I'm going to be talking about the hobbies that I've been doing a lot this summer and this last school year and how you can get started on them if you're interested and like the equipment you need to get started on them first I'm gonna start with sewing I got a sewing machine when I was 18 for my birthday and I never really used it that much I kind of used it I would like buy stuff at thrift stores and then like try and like alter it to fit me better But other than that, I didn't really use it that much because I was really confused about it and I felt like I didn't really have time to really figure it out. But this past summer I got my sewing machine back, like from storage, and I've been getting into making a purse, which I've talked a little bit about on this podcast, but it's been a journey. Let me just tell you, it's kind of hard to start out with sewing but after you kind of learn how to do it, it can be like really rewarding to make your own stuff and not just buy something online. And you know, all the fruits of your labor went into that. So it's really satisfying, but obviously you'll need a sewing machine. I use the Singer Start and it has some good like video tutorials on YouTube. So you can learn like how to thread your machine, the bobbin, which is like another type of thread, and that's basically the two most important things you need to learn that and like the different types of stitches you do you'll also need some thread fabric to sew um need some good sharp scissors uh fabric scissors are way better than just like regular kitchen scissors because they'll actually cut your fabric well and not make it all jagged also it's super important to have pins and a pin cushion to um, pin like the fabric together and pin the pattern onto your fabric. You kind of also need an iron, but I feel like most people have an iron unless like you're at college or something. But a lot of the times in my purse I was trying to make, you would need to like iron a seam or um, press the fabric together. So it's like, it just looks better basically once the finished project is done. So you need an iron and an iron board if you're going to be getting serious about it. Um, it's best to pick out a project first and then figure out what materials you need for that specific project. For example, for the purse I was making, I needed a zipper and Taylor's chalk to mark out like some different stuff on the fabric. And I didn't realize I needed that stuff because it didn't really tell me in the directions. So I needed to make a couple different trips to the sewing store, and then after that... Um, after like three trips, I was fine. You either pick out a pattern at the sewing store or you buy one online on like Etsy. I would definitely recommend start small. Do not get cocky with this stuff, guys, because it's basically an easy... something that says it's easy on the pattern is going to be like intermediate. And I learned that the hard way, but you need to start somewhere, you know? So. I would recommend you find a project that either has like a YouTube video you can follow along with. Like if you see those like sew with me videos on YouTube, they probably have the pattern they're using in that video linked. So you can like see them sewing it in the video and then also like have your own pattern to make your own. And I think it's just like so much more helpful to like visually see how to sew something than to just read about it in the directions because I'm so lost whenever I read these directions, you guys. So I would I think for my next project, I'm going to like try and follow a video or something like that that has like explained in more detail or you can even just like see what they're doing and like figure it out for yourself. And you can also look up videos on how to thread your machine and the bobbin which were two things that I tried to figure out by myself because I took sewing, I took sewing lessons when I was what, like 13, 12? No, I was like 11 or 12. I took sewing lessons and I learned all this stuff, forgot it obviously like seven years later. And I thought that I still knew how to do this stuff. So I spent an entire day like trying to thread my bobbin. And then I looked up a YouTube video and figured it out in like two seconds. So don't get cocky. You can also look at videos on how to cut your fabric and mark out the different symbols on the fabric. I like sewing because as I said, it's just like more rewarding to um, make something yourself than to buy it pre-made. Like you need to spend all this time like buying the fabric, picking out a pattern, sewing it, or yeah, actually cutting out the pattern took most of the time sewing it all together and then at the end like it may not look perfect but it's it came from the heart you know but it's actually just like just as expensive in my experience it cost me like 35 to 45 dollars for all the materials for my purse and plus like the opportunity cost is that what it's called I don't know it's like one econ class but you're it's also like costing you the time (laughs) required to make it Okay, I'm gonna stop trying to talk about econ. And you know, it's just satisfying to overcome a challenge. I can tell you this firsthand. I spent probably a week learning how to sew on this one pocket onto my purse. And I was like looking at the picture and being like, I just don't understand how I'm supposed to sew this because it's gonna leave this like one rough edge. And I feel like that's just gonna, that's just wrong. And then I realized, like, I was just looking at the picture wrong. And I just, like, flipped the fabric, basically, to the side. And then it worked. And then I felt like I was on top of the world. Like, I just wanted to, like, finish the entire purse right then and there. Because I was so excited about that. So, it's just, like, so satisfying, overcoming that adversity. And it's, like, it's, like, finding the right puzzle piece you've been looking for hours. And then it finally fits into place. And you're just, like, yes. So yeah, if you want to get started on sewing, just uh, the most expensive thing is just getting a sewing machine. I'm sure you can find them like secondhand on like Facebook Marketplace or uh, eBay or something like that. Mine was gifted to me. So I just kind of like in the beginning, like felt obligated to use it. So that kind of like got me more into sewing. But I'm sure if you like buy it yourself, then you're motivated to use it just because you spent money on it too. All right, next hobby is reading. I was a huge reader when I was younger, like fifth grade, I'm pretty sure. No, it was sixth grade. There was this reading contest at my school where basically every 100 pages you read, you would get a sticker on um, this chart. And I remember thinking it was the biggest flex because I was like tied for first place for the reading challenge at my school and it was just because I read this like Mary Poppins compilation book that was like a thousand pages so I got like 10 stickers for that and then the other kid in my class who was like in first place he was like so mad because I was gonna beat him and yeah so yeah I used to be a big reader in middle school elementary school middle school I used to go to the library all the time get like five books at a time And then in high school, I just kind of stopped because I had this, like, required reading for school that would take forever, and then I just, like, felt like I didn't have time outside of school, and then it also just, like, was kind of ruined for me with the books we were reading in English class. I just thought they were so boring, and then we would just, like, analyze them so much with, like, close reading and whatever, like, symbolism, and then I just felt like like I couldn't enjoy the book if I tried. It was all those books, like, Fahrenheit 451... Lord of the Flies, that was freshman year, and I felt like those books were actually pretty interesting. Sophomore year, they were so bad. It was like Crick Crack, Before We Were Free. I don't know if anybody knows these books, but they were so boring sophomore year. And then senior year, I took AP English, and those books were literally like 500 pages, so I just didn't even bother to read them. I just looked at the spark notes. Sorry, my AP English teacher, if you're hearing this. But yeah, um, I would say definitely during quarantine, I got more into reading. That was just, no, not even during quarantine. I feel like I just, like, watched Netflix all of quarantine. Senior year, actually, like, when I was taking that AP English class, I started reading more. I don't even know why. I just, like, was reading this one fantasy series, um, Throne of Glass. And that just, like, sparked my love of reading. And I just read those, it's like, Eight books in the series or something. I just read all of those and then then from that point on I was kind of just like into reading again. If you are trying to get into reading, I'd recommend first of all get Goodreads. If you just like don't know what to read, it's great to find new books because it's linked to your Amazon, first of all. So if you buy a book on Amazon, it like has it in your Goodreads, and then you can mark books want to read to keep track of the ones that you want to read and then uh like mark the books that you've read and like give them a rating but every time you like rate and review a book it will recommend you more books like it um so you can just browse that find a new book to read look at the reviews see if it's like a good book and then also kindles make you read way more i used i went through a phase of buying hard copies of books senior year of high school and then i realized like i should be using my kindle because you can get a free sample on the kindle and see if you're gonna like the book from like the first couple chapters or something and then you can get the book immediately by buying it on the kindle store so you don't have to like go to the bookstore or like go to the library or like order it on amazon you have it immediately so you're gonna read way more that way you can read in the dark or like when you're lying on your side which is huge for me because like i'm just too lazy to get up and like turn off the light at night and then Also, I have a recommendation for you guys. Get the app Libby, which I had never heard about until like a year ago. But it is such a life hack. You can just get any book you want um, attached to your library card. So you hook up your library card to the account and then you can basically just get any book for like free and then you read it and you return it to like the online library. So that's so helpful if you like don't want to spend money buying books But books are also cheaper on the Kindle than they would be hard copy. Like way cheaper in my experience. But you know, if you want to go the old-fashioned way, but you don't want to spend money, just get a library card. I feel like a lot of people don't have library cards these days, but it's just, it's a vibe going to a library and just like browsing around for a book. It's nice and quiet. And then you get a book and you're going to sit there and read it. So yeah, those are some ways that you can go around getting books. I feel like all those are pretty self-explanatory. And now I'm going to be talking about my favorite books so I can give you guys some recommendations. If you're just getting into reading, you're going to want to read a series because it gets you used to reading multiple books one after the other. And so if you're done with the series, then you're just like, okay, yeah, I'm used to reading now. And they all like end on cliffhangers, so you just like want to get to the next one after you finish a book If you're just starting out with reading, like you don't remember the last time you read, I would recommend either the Harry Potter or the Percy Jackson series. They're just like so much better than the movies. So you've probably seen the movies for Harry Potter or Percy Jackson and just know that the books are 10 times better. So if you read the books, they're like really funny and they're like targeted at like (laughs) middle schoolers. So they're not that hard to read, but like older people can enjoy them too. I've read Harry Potter, like, seven times, and I'm 19, so that's embarrassing. Also, if you have TikTok, then look up Book Talk. Um, as I said, I don't have TikTok anymore, but they give you really good recommendations to get you into reading. So, like, the classic, like, Book Talk books are, like, Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, Beach Read, It Ends With Us. They're more, like, Beach Read page turners, I would say instead of like good literature, but if you're trying to get into reading, then you kind of want to start small. And then also those can just be like fun sometimes just for like a light read. They also recommend a lot of fantasy series on there. So as I said before, Throne of Glass was what got me back into reading in 2021 and the first books at least are really good they're about this assassin who's in this contest to be the king's champion and i was just like transported into the world as like super good world building and it reminded me kind of of skyrim which is a game like i really liked playing in high school and it just kind of reminded me of like making a character like that and like you could do all the things like she was doing in skyrim so that was really cool if you're looking to read classics. The, my favorite classics were Little Women and uh, the Anne of Green Gables series, which I read in middle school, I think. They're just like very lighthearted and fun, and they have great movie adaptations, so you can watch the movie after you read the book and then see everything um, in real life. Uh, the Outsiders is a really good coming-of-age novel. It's a pretty easy read. It's like, not that thick of a book, but I read that in seventh grade, and I didn't really appreciate it, but then I read it recently, and it was a really good book. Also, the movie for that is really good. Right now, I've been reading East of Eden by John Seinback. It's really long, you guys. It's like a thousand pages, I think, or did I just freaking lie about that? Let me check how many pages it is. All right, yeah, it's 600 pages, so that's still long, you know, and I am... 92% way through it. My Kindle says. So I should be finishing that I think today. So then I can do maybe a book review on that. So it's long, but it has like really good like character descriptions. You get like really into like the psyche of each different character. And it has all these like biblical allegories or like symbolism of like biblical, the sli- the biblical story of Cain and Abel. And it's just really, like, cool, like, how it was, like, adapted into, like, uh, what is it, 20th century novel. So I've really been enjoying that. And my dad told me I had a good um, movie av- movie adaptation as well. So I'm going to be watching that after I finish the book. Next, I want to read Catcher in the Rye because, as you can see, I've been on my classics grinds. I feel like I can um, appreciate these books more than I did when I was, like, assigned them in school. You're not, like, required to interpret symbolism or, like, close read it and, like, find out what, like, the author meant by the blue curtains or whatever. But you can do that if you want to. Or you can, like, look it up on Sparknotes and just, like, have someone tell you. But when I read a book, it's, like, mostly just for the story. And it's just interesting to see, like, how literature and our society has changed so much because... You can just, like, see through the novels how different life was back in the 1900s, like, compared to 2022. Something, like, weird is, like, I feel like YA and romance novels, they were considered trashy back in, like, the early 1900s or even just, like, up until, like, 1970 or something. But now, like, you had to, like, read war and peace in order to, like, sound smart. But now, like, we read these, like, fun books all the time, like, just for fun, like not to like improve ourselves, like, or to sound smart. But reading is just like a really fun activity for just like relaxing before bed, since you're not on your phone. um, Everybody kind of knows like blue light is bad for you before you go to bed and it like keeps you from sleeping. It also just like kind of makes me sleepy reading. So it's really good if you have trouble sleeping too. My next hobby is video editing. I've been editing videos since I was in middle school. In when was the first time I made oh okay. I would make like movies with my stuffed animals when I was like eight, eight to twelve. And then in high school I did these vlogs with my friends on like the MacBook, and it was basically just like me trying to be Emma Chamberlain, like how her videos used to be. So they're pretty cringe, but they also have good memories attached to them, and the teachers would get really mad when and i would film it was, it was also just fun like making montages to music when we would go on vacation uh i still do that like i film the family vacations or like day trips i want to remember and then when i edit them together it's like a reality show with my family so it's really funny or like i just get like aesthetic footage and then edit them to music if you want to edit videos you can use final cut pro which costs money i got mine from my brother like he just airdropped it to me, but he paid for it. And then um, iMovie is free on the Mac, but you can just do more stuff with Final Cut Pro. So if you're serious about it, you might want to upgrade at some point. It's Both of those platforms are pretty intuitive, but you can Google how to put in music from YouTube or like images or text that you want in the videos if you want to do like cool edits. But it's just really fun to look back on the memories and I just feel really rewarded when I watch them over and over again. I will make a video and then just like watch it like five times and then be like, oh, I wonder like from this person's perspective, like what they're thinking when they're watching the video. That's weird. But I just love making videos for people because I just feel like it makes them feel appreciated and stuff like that. So my love language is making videos for people. My next hobby, which is very recent, is podcasting. And I don't know if you guys want to take my advice on this one because I'm very amateur in the podcasting space. I feel like I can just like tell you what I do and maybe it'll help someone. So if you're starting out, definitely spend money on a good mic because it's worth it for the sound quality. I have the Rode NT-USB Mini, which was like $100, $105, I'm pretty sure. It's a good, like really portable mic. I don't know how the sound quality measures up to other mics, but you guys can tell me if you think the sound quality is good. You're going to need some headphones, probably noise-canceling ones to plug into the mic if you get this mic. Um, Also, a computer with good storage. If you want to make an intro or outro, you can get that from YouTube. Um, Just look up royalty-free music. And I've been editing all my podcasts on Audacity, and it's a free platform. It's kind of like GarageBand. If you're also like want to get your podcast on Apple Music, not Apple Music, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can get a subscription to an RSS feed. I don't really know like what this means, but it basically just distributes it to all the different platforms that um, people listen to podcasts on and you just upload your videos to the RSS feed and yeah, they like send out your video and stuff. It costs you, like, $5 a month if you're a student, I think. Or maybe, is it? Yeah, I think it's $5 a month. Also, I've heard some people use Anchor. I don't know if that costs any money. And then, I've just, like, been promoting the podcast on my Instagram, at Teresa Tells All. Please go follow, and hoping that it will, like, gain some traction that way. But I feel like, so far, podcasting has just made me, like, more articulate and, like, think about things I want to talk about more, like, I feel like I don't really talk that often about like myself, so it's just a good medium to be able to talk about myself, basically. And it's really fun. I just have a lot of time, like making the Instagram feed um, or like marketing the podcast. I think that that could be like a good career path for me because, or like advertising or social media or something like that, because that's been really fun. And just like googling what are good tactics and whatever. Google is very helpful for podcasting as well. You can look up how to do pretty much anything. Also, I've been using Canva to make graphics for the Instagram account. And it's free and they have like templates for pretty much anything you would want to make. So that's been super helpful. I've also been loving going for walks. You know, your little um, hot girl walk, for lack of a better term. I don't do this every day, but, you know, it me a good, like, activity to do by yourself. It gives you exercise, makes you appreciate the nature around you. Um, I usually listen to a podcast when I'm going for a walk. I'm open to the recommendations, so if you want to give me any podcast recommendations, just DM them to me, to my Instagram. But my favorite podcasts are What We Said... Emma Chamberlain's podcast and The Bad Broadcast, and then recently I started to listen to A Love You So Much podcast with, um, Elizabeth. Yeah, I pretty much just put on a podcast anytime I'm doing something, like getting ready, folding laundry, going for walks around campus when I'm at school. It just feels like you're talking to your friends, you know, so I like doing that and then I like getting recommendations from the podcast and um I feel like the main reason you listen to podcasts is because you like the person that's um giving the podcast not because of like the content so that's like what I've been trying to improve with this podcast is like making it more personable and stuff so I listen to podcasts to get inspiration for my podcast a lot In fact, I think Emma Chamberlain did a hobbies episode, but I didn't listen to it because I didn't want to, like, hear what she was saying and then know I was just, like, ripping it off. So you can also go listen to her episode if you want more advice on hobbies. I also play guitar. I've been taking guitar lessons all through high school. I think since eighth grade I've been um, doing guitar, but I never really took it that seriously or practiced that much. And I remember I would just, like, never tell people I would, could play guitar either because I felt like I wasn't good at it so I didn't want them to be like oh play something for me and then I was bad but last summer I really just started doing it for fun um and I got better at it so now I feel less embarrassed telling people I play guitar uh if you if you download the app tabs it shows you how to play any song or it shows you the chords and tablature which you use if you're like finger picking a song and not just like playing the chords but I was always too lazy to learn how to read the tablature in the past, and I would just like wait for my guitar teacher to like show me how to play anything I wanted to play. But ever since I started, stopped taking guitar lessons, I finally learned how, and now I'm like, learning how to play my favorite songs. Definitely, as with anything that you're not good at at first, practice makes perfect. It's very humbling to not be able to be good at something at first and then... You have to devote a lot of time in order to be able to do something. It just makes you feel rewarded, accomplished, you know, that puzzle piece type of feeling. And and you know, you're just like making yourself a better person because you're working hard at something. Those were all the hobbies I was gonna talk about, but I feel like all the hobbies I mentioned, they just make you feel more confident and be able to do things by yourself and not for anyone but yourself. Because if you're, you know, reading or sewing or playing guitar, you're not doing that for other people's validation. You're just doing that for fun. So you're also a more interesting person. Other people, if you have interest, take it from me. I'm not saying I'm interesting, but I always would like get asked by like random people like, oh, what do you like to do for fun? Like, you know, on the first day of school, the teacher will be like, everybody say your name, your major and what you like to do for fun. And I'd be like, well, what the heck? I have no interests. I'm just a block of wood. So at the very least, you have something to say, like on an application or like when a teacher asks you what you like to do for fun. You can also have fun doing stuff when everybody around you is busy. You know, if you're just like by yourself and and no one wants to hang out with you, get a hobby and then you're entertaining yourself. Okay, guys, that's it for all the hobbies. I wanted to put you on to, um, Please leave a rating and review on um, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I would really appreciate it. Heart emoji. And follow my podcast Instagram at Teresa Tells All. Thank you so much for listening and I'll be back next Tuesday. Bye.